Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. This is Q, the question, who's constantly questing for cute queers. And I, with me, I have Brian the Bear. Hello. And I have Dr. Drew. Hello. Who is not, in fact, the famous Dr. Drew with the mustache, and he's a more nerdy, Gaijin Drew. I'm the other famous Dr. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> the other famous Dr. Drew. And we're all here for a Star Wars microsode called Star Wars 69 Parsecs, which is a reference I hope somebody gets. And I think at least a couple people will. <laughs> yeah, with an X at the end, by the way. Par sex, exactly. And uh, for today, we're going to talk about um, the queers who may or may not be in the Star Wars saga, the six movies we have. Um, we're going to talk about uh, any gays or females we'd like to see in the new trilogy. And uh, me and Drew have played the Star Wars X-Wing miniatures game. We're going to tell you about that. We're also going to review the Star Wars comic book that Brian Wood is writing. And we're going to finish things out with a, a soft and tender segment about you know back in the times where we were Star Wars fans and we were gay and how that wasn't cool but now it's super cool just like Star Wars <laughs> exactly so let's just dive right in to uh, you know do you guys have any people you think are gay in the, uh, in the six movies we have so really we're like walking a fine line between slash fic here and just our own personal theories is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. Just let it... Like, who do you think... I mean, obviously, I, f I feel like the first one is the droids. So, really, by the droids, you mean C-3PO? C-3PO and R2-D2. He's like the... Yeah, they're, like they're basically couples. lovers. Yeah, he's like the grumpy little bottom. 
in a relationship. So usually your grumpy little bottoms are not very talkative, or they just make like beep sounds. They just say bitchy things. And Is that what R2's doing the whole time? <laughs> I feel like three PO would be more the bottom. I do too. I absolutely he, do. He's the more effeminate one, and, the and he's one. the one who gets bossed around by R2D2. Kind of doesn't have to say much. Okay, oh. you're right about that. And R2D2 does have that claw that comes out, and there God knows go. what he's doing to like repair our C3PO circuits. You really don't know all the other attachments that he has, but he actually, no, <laughs> yeah, he has the claw, but he has the thing he like puts into the Death Star um, mechanism to turn it to open the doors. That's like a dildo. And and just look at the shape of R2D2. Yes, yeah, very true. That is a penis. That is a, that is a, a short, stubby little penis. That's a, yeah. I think there's but a name still. for that. Yeah. Uh, Chode? A ch- yes. A <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> Why did I even? <laughs> so, so, so if R2 is kind of the quiet, uh, aggressive one, let's talk a little bit about C-3PO. I have had the pleasure of being in a uh, Star Wars celebration with Anthony Daniels doing a panel. That man, that, that, that prissy little bitch is just so gay. Exuding that effeminate like quality that makes me still uncomfortable sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, he, did any of you guys? see... He's so gay. He made you feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no, but he pranced around the the panel. He did. It was in a big old auditorium, and he was dragging people up on stage, being very entertaining, which is what he does. But I mean, prancing and being, being like bitchy. He had like several moments where it, like he felt like I felt awkward in the audience. Like he didn't get the reaction he wanted, and he made some bitchy remark about it and then he would like make fun of the fans for being star wars fans i mean it was just very um yeah i think he's a big old queen is what i'm saying (laughs) he obviously is he's super gay and also um i feel that joan rivers did not have to stretch very much (laughs) to do dot matrix right because it's basically the same character i had never thought about (laughs) that as much as she her character is an sort of analogous c3po i'd never thought they're basically they're pretty close she's probably his fag hag in real life oh my god that'd be fabulous let's be honest That'd be so awesome. So, who? Are, what other characters? Are? Like, I don't. I feel like Obi Wan is a classic sort of closet case, so very like priestly of where he he had never had any romance or even in the uh, trilogy. Like that was the, or I'm sorry, the prequels. Is what I meant to say, he he could have had like this love triangle thing with him, Padme, and Anakin, and they sort of made that up in the, in the third one. They just sort of like shoved it in the movie, but it was never really there. You never really saw an attraction between them. You never see an attraction between him and any female, and he just sort of. You know, like like I said, like a priest would chose to be single and live alone than act on his gay feelings. He, he spent a lot of time with those younglings. <laughs> oh, oh, the younglings. So you know what I just realized in all of the Star Wars movies, and I don't, I'm not getting into the books and all that stuff, but in all the movies, there really have been only two relationships, right? Uh, and I'm not excluding C-3PO and R2D2. We have uh, Han and Leia in the original trilogy. And we have Padme and Anakin in the in the, in the new trilogy, and that's it. Am I missing another relationship? Yeah, there's very little romance, and both of them are yeah. very um, clunky and not not very well executed. I don't think uh, romance was George Lucas's strong. No, point. but it's kind of like you have to have a love story. Yeah, and when you when he yeah. does it in these movies, the first to appeal time to women, it's actually and us. The first romance one between Leia and Han, it's actually believable and funny and sort of sexy, but just really entertaining. Yeah, the, well, it's the new one was terrible. That freaking scene with the in the meadow with the cow. 
thingies and oh my god, <laughs> milady. I mean, it was ridiculous. Your, so bad. Your skin is soft, Padme. Oh, like sand. It's like I creepy. Hate the sand. Very creepy. Well, Han and Leia worked in Empire Strikes Back, but even in Return of the Jedi, there just wasn't much between them. Well, they were busy. They, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's like, they share like one or two little moments with each other. That's it. Yeah, Empire was kind of the high high point of that. So, but I mean, so, so relationship in general are pretty non-existent. And the Jedi are basically priests, so they're not allowed to really have any kind of permanent attachments. Which, to me, makes me think they're a bunch of whores. Which is a great rule that worked out really well. Oh, yeah, for the, for the priest. <laughs> for the Catholic Church. <laughs> but, I mean, they're no, probably... For Anakin, who destroyed them all. What? I can't have sex? Die! Well, no, see, that's the thing. The Jedi Code does not say you can't have sex. The Jedi Code says you can't become, like, attached. Which, again, means you're basically a whore. You can sleep with whoever you want, you just can't fall in love. I never thought of it that way. Oh, yeah. And they all wear robes. Come on. And they carry phallic lightsabers. Hello? Well... I know we're trying to stay out of the expanded universe a little bit, but Joshua and I have been watching the Clone Wars a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's go for like it. canon, though. That's go not for expanded. It. Go for it. It, it is. It's, Anything that's not the movies, some, we like to separate I it out. You, I but go ahead. and It's as high as canon as it gets outside of yeah, the movies. Yeah, yeah. But, but Obi-Wan does kind of have a relationship with a woman in that. Really? Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and Darth Maul, spoiler, Kills her. <laughs> that <laughs> bitch. <As> revenge. <laughs> well, that sucks. Now, is she a... She's not a Jedi. No. Okay. She was a, like, not a senator, but a, like a, oh, like a leader of a queen or politician yeah. or something. Like and, the prime minister of a planet. Because I always did... It, going back to more expanded universe, and this is really expanded, uh, was it Mara Jade? Yeah, Mara Jade is the one who was trying to kill Luke all throughout the original trilogy yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she ends up falling in love with him and they get married and they have a child together. See, I really, and I know we're jumping to the new trilogy, but that's one thing I would like to see some of the trappings of the uh, the expanded universe seep into the new trilogies, you know? Well, there's a lot of talk that that's what's going to happen is that, you know, they're going to kind of take cherry pick what they want from the expanded universe which i think is probably a good idea and a lot of fans want mary jade because she's been such a popular character over the years yeah and she's a this is the other thing up until the new stuff we had like what two jedi a three including yoga yoda and then um darth vader and then the emperor that's it like those are the force wildering people we've seen the new trilogy finally we got women that are jedi you know now with the clone wars like they're fairly prominently featured right I don't remember yeah. all their names, but I mean... Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka. Narigalia. <laughs> see, you guys know him way more than I do. But I mean, I want to see, you know, kind of transitioning to the new stuff, I want to see more female stories and stories about strong Jedi women. Yeah, and that, that let's just go into our next one of what we'd like to see from the leads in the, the, new, the new trilogy. Do we want to see... A female lead? Do we want to see? They think they like work an openly gay character in, or is that the Star Wars not have see, gay I characters? Don't, I don't know that it has to. I don't think it should be forced, if so to speak. If if you had one storyline that sort of made sense, and this is true in all media, it should work. It should be fine. But like, I, I think it'll feel weird if like one of the major characters in Star Wars is gay, and it'll get an attention that is. Unfortunate because people will probably be bitchy about it. Yeah. And all of well, did so. did you see um, the Red Letter Media Harry or not Harry? Yeah, Harry Plinkett review of of the new Star Trek movie that J.J. Abrams did. No, he said every character in that movie had a case of the not gays, 
and it, and he showed, which is and it was pretty true that he he showed that every character at one point, if they if you know if they don't have a romance, if they do not have a romance with a, a female, they would make a reference to how straight they were. Oh wow! Like really? like Scotty, like Simon Pegg's character, he. Um, you know, reference it uh, the wart machine as like boobs or something like that, uh-huh. and then like bones refers to his wife and just like a throwaway line, and so they want to make sure if even if though they don't want to make it look like a cast full of queers, you know, and so I wonder if that was J.J. Abrams or of the script or what. So he might not actually want to have any gays in there. Yeah, I mean, has J.J. Abrams ever done anything with? Strong gay characters. I know Lost didn't have any gay characters. Lost didn't have any gay characters. Didn't have any gay characters, although Victor Garber is fabulous. Although he, he does do some good female characters like Alias, yeah. that was great, yeah. and in Lost, you know they were pretty good. Uh, Fringe didn't have an alien. Any, was he a part of Fringe? Yeah, he was one of the original creators. He wasn't one of the like main runners, but he oh. didn't really run Lost either. Um, God, there, yeah, he actually. I'm sure we're missing something. But Felicity, there was probably oh, yeah. a gay character in Felicity. There had to be. That was one of those shows. It just yeah, I would expect it, but uh, I don't know. Actually, it's a good question. I so I mean, I don't think we're gonna. Or I definitely think we'll get a strong female lead. Like, like for example, who would we cast uh, if we? Oh God! What? <laughs> I can't imagine who you would want to see. In Katniss the- Everdeen. Oh, <laughs> we were just talking about this before I just, the show. I think it's a ridiculous. I, I just I don't know. She she has been. It was it Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, Jennifer Lawrence. I like to call her J Law because we're good friends. Oh God. <laughs> she um actually I know someone who knows her. <gasps> like went to school with her in Tennessee, I think. I forgot who it is now. But anyway, um she um she's just everywhere now. It's it's too much. Like I know that, that what? There, this is the thing. She was in what uh, X-Men first class, yes. right? And then she did probably her worst performance. <laughs> it was okay. I mean, she I, Winter's Bone when she got nominated Winter's for her Bone first was great. Oscar. That was good. And then she did uh, what's the Hunger Games? Hunger Games. And then now the Silver Linings Playbook. Uh-huh. Like I think she's playing out too much. I don't want to see Star Wars stock their casts with a bunch of famous people. Like I think having Mace Windu as Samuel Jackson, the only reason it worked. Was because he's Samuel fucking Jackson and he's a badass and that worked and had a purple lightsaber and had a purple fucking lightsaber like that's okay. Some would argue that it didn't work, well, right? But it was he, a fine line because he was got to do nothing that he does well. <laughs> well, but I mean that's yeah exactly. He's not I mean, allowed to say fuck I know. a single time <laughs> or in scream that at anybody. Series. I want to see a Star Wars that is basically full, a universe full of people who we don't know, and. Yes, I want to see some of the original people come back. It's going to happen. But I don't want to see, like, celebrities show up. Even having Jimmy Smith's as Bail Organa. Eh. Oh, uh, yeah. Distracting. It's that distracting. because he was, like, campaigning to get in those movies. And, was he? Yeah. Um, old Star Wars nerd? No, yeah. He was, like, obsessed with it, and he got it. But, I mean, well, let's look at the previous cast. Who do they... Natalie Portman. She was, like, on the rise. Ewan McGregor had done a couple of good movies. Yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson, he had been in a lot of movies, yeah. but he... I feel like he's at a high, higher point now than he was back then. Yeah, but he was no um, actor. He wasn't a... He, wasn't, yeah. he was a good everyman sort of actor. Yeah, I mean... Who else was? Um... Well, yeah, I mean, but I think what was being said before is that maybe even the prequels would have been better if I, there had been like a but, different cast and they didn't just try to s- stack it full of celebrities. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, well, how about let's, let's look at Star Trek? Because uh-huh. 
Chris Pine. He was an unknown. Exactly. Uh, Zachary well, Quinto. All of Star was, Trek is they're they're slightly known, but they're not. Simon Pegg is pretty famous, right? They're not overexposed, or they're a geek favorite like Simon Pegg and Zachary Quinto. He just probably nailed the audition, and I mean he's fabulous too. Anyway, so. Um, I don't know. I, I really do prefer the in, in in a fictional thing like that. I don't want a well known actor coming in and taking a, a role like that. I don't know. It just doesn't work. So, as well for me. is there anyone that you can think of who's sort of yes. under the radar that would make a good lead, like male or female? I, uh, well, see, the problem is by the time this comes out, like Benedict Cumberbatch, everybody will know who he is from Sherlock and then from um, Star Trek to whatever the hell they're calling it. Star oh, Trek Into, into Darkness. darkness. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking earlier we were talking about who might make a good Jedi, and this totally goes against my whole thing, but um, uh, Charlize Theron. I don't what? know why. I don't know why. I would watch Charlize Theron do anything. I could totally see her as a badass Jedi Master. I love how you're like, no celebrities. It's Charlie Theron. I, I know. Like I said, she'd I be a Sith Lord. She would not be a Jedi. Oh, she could yeah. be Mara Jade, right? Aw- oh, she could seduce an older she's... Mara Jade. Yeah. Oh wait, no, but she's younger than uh, Mark, Mark, Hamill? Mark Hamill. Oh yeah, yeah she's got to be old by now, huh? They um, I don't remember in the, he in the is books. Old? Have you seen a picture of him? No. He's like put on a lot of weight and he's really old. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shocked. And Have same you thing seen with Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Fisher. Harrison Ford still is in decent shape. I mean. Yeah. But Harrison Ford has not been looking that great these past few years either. No, they're all going downhill, which is why I'm actually they're old. shocked. Well, I know they're old, but I'm just shocked that there there is this like movement afoot to have them back in the movies. Well, yeah, they're going to be in mentor like roles. They're going to like Luke is going to be like the Obi Wan. Yeah, this but film. even then, he's got to get into shape. He's got to start a. He's going to be in a big robe. That's true. Yeah. Robe, well, robe, be showing off his ass. Yeah, robe, <laughs> robes aren't all that flattering sometimes for fatter people. I mean, they can be. Well, but, uh, I mean. <laughs> I don't want to again, see my moo-moo-dressed uh, uh, Jedis flashing their lightsabers. I'm, again, I'm going to point to Abrams' Star Trek, and he... Uh well, it's he, funny he, would he do had that. very a little snippet of like Spock in there, just like a dash to yeah. like acknowledge him as like the predecessor to all of this. Right. But then the movie wasn't about him. I think it's going to be like that. Well, it's funny you mention that, of course, since he is the new director of the Star Wars. I guess at least the first movie, seventh movie, however they call you know whatever they think would do with it. But I mean, do you think he has learned a lot from reinvigorating a franchise in his Star Trek experience, and he might bring that? to the table and sort of do the same thing. So will we make the same choices given that he's seen how they worked or didn't work? You know? Mm-hmm. Honestly, he didn't really make a lot of bad decisions in Star Trek. Do you, can you think of anything like major that he like dropped the ball on? I don't think his villain was very exciting. I, I felt Nemo, was that what it was? Nero, Nero. 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 Nero is kind of bland as a villain. And I know he was meant to be sympathetic, but like the way it was portrayed and even the story itself it just I didn't I wasn't sold on it but I mean all of his other casting decisions and all the story are I, I liked a lot of what he did I think there should be less lens flares if anything in the new Star Wars I think maybe there's <laughs> he just, can't not do a lens flare though <laughs> I, it's, it's kind of ridiculous we're gonna have lightsaber flares I, well and that's where it makes sense but but I definitely would like to see him actually have believable fully fleshed out characters as opposed to these kind of caricatures that star wars is known for you know more han solo less uh i wouldn't say yeah less padme i like that no padme well (laughs) um well she's dead so (laughs) well you got what you wanted (laughs) too soon (laughs) do we want to see the droids back 
that's something I don't think they're going to really... be back. Yeah, I would think. They're I mean, I would back. certainly hope. Because but... George Lucas said long, long time ago, he's like, "Oh, this is R two D two and C three PO's story." Because they're like the ones well, who watch they're in it every all. Movie, they're the no matter yeah. what. So when I was a kid, one of the things I remember them saying, and I don't know who came up with this, where it was said, was that the original trilogy was always, always meant to be the middle story, and that there was a story that came before, a trilogy that came before, and a trilogy that came after. Yeah, well, George Lucas said that yeah. back then. Okay, so he did say that, and then, you know, went away from that over the years. He, and then, yeah, that, I, there's a, a million conflicting reports yeah. of like, oh yeah, it was always a trilogy, but originally it was a standalone, oh, New Hope was a standalone movie. Like, And it does work. And he's like, oh no, no, it's a trilogy now. And he's like, oh no, no, there's prequels and sequels, and, you know, you and you're like... Make it up as he goes along. I feel like he did. I feel like... You know, when when we have something like that and someone asks, is there more? You say yes. Well, that's true. The one thing I will say is I don't care what they do as far as gay, straight, you know, romance. The fact that Lucas is going to be in such a small, maybe advisory, maybe not even advisory I, role is amazing. Because yeah, I think I really the hope so. best Star Wars stuff that has come out in the last decade or more even hasn't had nothing to do with him. It's either been the, the Clone Wars stuff that like Tarkovsky did or Tarkovsky, whatever, mm. or even the new stuff, uh, the Clone Wars, the video games like uh, Old Republic, all the Old Republic stuff that they've done from the comics on. Uh, even that game, we did, were you... The, did you see the preview for Star Wars 1313? Yeah. That looked amazing. And I mean, so that was all cool. gameplay, but... But I mean, <laughs> even as a even as like a little movie, like I would love to see that world yeah. explored. Although I will say this, George Lucas comes up with the stories for Clone Wars. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, they the, he like gives the ideas to the writers and they like write them up, which sounded crazy to me. But every time I read an interview about it, they're like, oh yeah, George wanted this and George wanted that. So apparently he's got, he's got huh. a big hand in that. And those are... That series has generally been well received. I mean, it's got... It's, it's clunky episodes and... Trick too. Yeah, and sometimes it's kind of violent. I mean, which it can I would very say is violent, very for a dark kids show, and kids show. Yeah, yeah. Like Darth Sidious shows up in the last episode we watched, and like, well, Darth Maul had just murdered Obi Wan's, you know, girl. Uh, girlfriend, not girlfriend, and then he he comes in and fights Darth Maul and uh, Savage, and like kicks their asses, kills Darth Maul's Darth Maul's brother Savage, and then starts torturing Darth Maul to like end the episode. And you're oh, like, he's like, you're mine again. Yeah. Oh and wow. So it's it's kind of like crazy, like that all those things went down, and and in the episode before that, um, who's uh, John Favreau's character, who is this like badass bounty hunter? He really fought, voiced he, by John. Yes, Favreau? and he fought. Um, um, uh, he was like the Death Watch bounty hunter, and he fought Darth Maul, uh, and Darth Maul chopped his head off. Oh, wow. Yeah, and took his black w- w- vibro sword. <laughs> Ooh, vibro sword. Can we talk about one <laughs> thing real quick? I just thought about the, uh, in the Sith relationship, there's always two, a master and an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that sound like anything else in the gay and, or I guess not just gay, but, you know. That's the, a very sexual No, not at all. Not at all. Sort of a top-bottom thing, but also sort of a master-slave thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like that. S&M, Sith and Sith. And they are, they're all in black, and they do like the leather, you know, with the... the and, uh, I don't know. That's kind and of... Palpatine and Vader, they have a weird relationship, and that's getting explored in the comic, too, that just started. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Uh, we're, we we got to talk about, like, Star Wars and other media and kind of what that, that's happened. But, um... 
I don't. I, are there any other gay sort of tropes that we could see brought into the Star Wars universe uh, besides like a gay relationship? Do we want to have like, like uh, I don't know, I don't know clubs. I mean, they have shown a little bit of the nightclub scene in the. Hey, neutrology. you want to buy some death sticks? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to sell me death sticks. That's like that kind of stuff. Also, seems a little distracting and too tongue in cheek. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like the expanded universe is. They have to give the okay for it to be canon, for them to allow it to be published, printed, or made into a video game, whatever else. And I would like to see some secondary characters maybe be gay, maybe not outwardly gay in the movies, but maybe explored in some of the expanded universe. I don't know. I could have seen, like, Chewbacca, maybe. But didn't he have, like, kids back on Kashyyyk? I don't know. Celebrating Life Day. Celebrating Life Day. (laughs) Um, that is something. I mean, you know, Star Wars now is fairly serious, but I remember back when they had like the Life Day special. You know, they oh celebrated God, the they, Christmas special. The Christmas, it was fucking ridiculous and just like so over the top. And Carrie Fisher singing. Uh, Carrie Fisher singing. Be Arthur. Talk about gay. Yes, the gayest moment in Star and Wars Carrie history. Carrie Fisher is quite the fag hag, from what I understand. Like she, oh yeah, she definitely. I mean, she, who's whose child is she? Um, God, not Mel Debbie, Torme. Uh, Debbie Debbie Fisher? No. God, it's it's been a while. Gosh, yeah, I but I mean, she's like a Hollywood, like a child of a Hollywood couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so she grew up around that stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. So, well, let's let's just go into talking about Star Wars and, and other media, and we can Drew and I can talk about oh, the Star Wars X Wings miniature I can't uh, wait game. To hear about this. And uh, we'll go ahead yep. t- tell everybody what it is. Uh, oh, what is it? Mm-hmm. It's it's just a miniature game. It it um, I don't know. It's basically. <laughs> well, so so for those of you who don't know, a miniatures game is played with little pewter figures, or are they plastic? Yeah, we have the, the little plastic ships, and it came with starter kit came with an, one X wing and two Tie fighters. Okay, and you know one person takes control of the Imperial side, one ta- person takes control of the Rebel side, uh-huh. and you're on. You just have like this space. Like a like two two foot by two foot space, and then you give your ships commands, and they fly around in this space, and they have to get the other ship like in their sights, like within range uh-huh. and in front of them, and and then you start shooting at them, and you have to like, and then they have like hit points and stuff, and shields and armor and whatever. And you're rolling dice, um, yes, yeah, so and you roll dice to try and hit them and or evade them, and uh, and then you can we we didn't get this far into it. We did a basic game, and then there's more advanced settings, mm-hmm. and in the advanced settings you can add like pilots and special upgrades and everything you can add more ships from like expansion packs like y-wings they just they're coming out with the millennium falcon and and boba fett's uh, slave one and everything yeah. uh so it's, it's actually really cool and a lot of fun um just trying to like guess what your opponent's gonna do and like swerve around and like cut them off and come up and it, it felt kind of like the movie where i would like make a move thinking i was gonna like come up behind him but he had gone behind me and yeah. like came up and like blew me up and it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. You made that last bit sound really gay. Uh, <laughs> well, flame on. <laughs> exactly. So, um, is like hero clicks for Star Wars? Is that what we're talking? Kind of. 
Kind of. But it sounds like they move around more than I think the hero clicks. Yes, do. yes. Okay. It is, yeah. So it's not well, like yeah. Pokemon. You get, you get a whole list of like, you're just like pretty much piloting each ship with like little commands and you, you okay. make it do like a sharp turn to the left and or, or like a straight. But it's on go. a little grid kind of Yeah, thing. It's, there's actually no grid. They're sort of moving around. Oh. If you played it, you'd sort of see what I'm talking about. But you can move of like all these different distances and you just choose with each, each one can move like, do like nine different moves. Like a short little turn turn or a right turn or a go straight uh, you know for a long distance then turn around do a 180 huh. so you're really but, just giving them like commands yeah and and both sides are planning all of their moves at the same exact time yeah. and then the order kind of goes out and it might be different than what you expected it to be so i don't know this is probably going to go over the heads of most people but there was a game called robo rally many years ago by the guy who made um, Magic the Gathering. Uh-huh. And it was a board game, and it had the same basic concept where everyone just laid out all of their moves all at the same time, and there's kind of unexpected results because you end up where you didn't think you would be or your opponent is in a different place than you thought they would be. And well, it's, it's more cool. fair that way, I would think, because it's more like real life. You don't In real life, you don't often take turns. You right. know, it's just kind of all kind of going at once. Yeah, exactly. But um, it, it was a lot of fun. You know, I'm looking forward to our next game. And yeah, and they're know. rolling it out very slowly. Like they just have like four or five different ships that you can yeah. buy with a limited number of pilots, and you can assemble them kind of into squadrons. So there's a lot of possibilities. Hmm. But it's not like this big dump of hundreds of characters and ships and all these things that. Yeah. With all these convoluted rules, it's very simple. Hmm. Now, did you guys? Um, ever play any of the old old video games i don't mean like the newer mmos or uh like way force back. unleashed or yeah like even before I mean, that uh, for the n64 i played shadows of the empire does that count no that's that's getting back there dash rendar I didn't dash really... rendar and Shizor the the green guy in the underground that one was that was was good or oh yeah yeah it was, it was a really great and really expansive game with, yeah. and you got to do you got to fly ships and you got to run around with there was no lightsabers um or anything you got to run around with like blasters and rockets and stuff and you fought ig88 and you fought mm-hmm. wampas what else was there was like boba a, fett was in it I boba think. fett was in it you was fought it like, in, like a first person shooter kind of thing? it was a third yeah. person a third person like over yeah. the shoulder and there were a lot of um piloting scenes like basically the beginning of the game starts on Hoth mm-hmm. like during that whole battle and Empire Strikes Back um, and yeah. you and you're like tripping up you know ATATs and yeah which we've never done in a video game before no, no it's did, always fun it's like it's like a staple did any of you or either, either of you ever play like the old Atari and then the NES well there's that Star Wars the Star Wars arcade game and then that yeah from the early I 90s I love, love those early ones wait which one are you talking that's about that's the one that the they 90s. have at Dave and Buster's here in Orlando Earlier. oh with the, with the joystick and you yeah. do the three different missions oh my uh-huh. god I love there's that one, game that one if, if it's the one I'm thinking of it has like the very like sort of like very simple line but very sparkly bombs at one point oh you're thinking of the old old the, one. yeah yeah, no, yeah that was the, on atari well and it was in an arcade too yeah oh. those were like i mean for the time those were amazing games mm-hmm. and then they had on the nes i think i remember early on they revisited those kind of things and they had the i remember that atat thing where you'd like mm-hmm. have to fly the thing around and I mean, they've pretty much on every major console. I think they've had at least a Star Wars game, if not like a nice run of them. 
And even now to today with computer gaming and the nicer consoles like Force Unleashed, which I love Force Unleashed. Mm-hmm. I always actually really? thought I did. Those are people. I mean, oh, they're, they're, they're ridiculous games. Yeah. I mean, I, I have fun on them, but yeah. I feel like they're more like prequelized of like everything people liked about the prequels with like. Oh, big, you know, explosions and yeah. crazy And you can move an entire Star Destroyer yeah. with but the Force. That's kind of cool. That's um, cool it, it's cool. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Honestly, um, I wished that sort of... as. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Much as that might be the prequel sort of influence, I actually think that the prequel could have done a lot more than they did with it. Yeah, know? they didn't really go into like force powers or yeah. anything. Like I love, I love the stuff I've seen in Force Unleashed. I love the stuff that um, actually I think uh, the the original Clone Wars, the Tarkovsky. I can never say his name. Tartakovsky. Tartakovsky. His was getting into some crazy kind of force powers. Oh, oh yeah, Yoda was moving around ships, like, yeah. and awesome. jumping around, and, and then Old Republic. Uh, a little more recently, some of the cooler like battles they've shown. Not the actual in game stuff because that's a little different, but like the little trailers they would have before each one they did some really cool stuff too in that did anyone play jedi power battles for ps1 oh my god no. nope that oh my ridiculous. gosh it was so good back in the day i used to play when episode one came out i was obsessed with episode one and just reliving all my favorite moments from the movie and like darth finding like the, the fight with darth maul was always like my favorite thing and the uh this game was before um, Mace Windu's lightsaber was known to be purple. Oh, okay. like that's how ba- far back I'm talking about. He had a, a blue lightsaber, and you could be Obi Wan, you could be Qui Gon, Eddie Gallia with a, who had a pink lightsaber, Plo Koon who had an orange lightsaber, or Mace Windu who had the blue one. And um, you would, it was it was this like sort of two D uh journey and but would sometimes be three D or whatever. Horrible jumping. Um really if for everyone had all crazy force powers. You're selling me you on could it. do you could do like well, I mean it had its weird quirks, but you could do like the force dash or like Mace Windu could throw his lightsaber and it would like circle around him and destroy everything around it and um 
what <laughs> like it, it was like it was really terrible. cool and like but had very quirky and yeah. I, me and my brother played it to death and if you could get the timing right you could deflect laser bolts as they were shot at you which okay. is like the coolest thing did you guys ever play jedi knight 2 i think or, or- yep uh, you mean because they had um, Dark Empire and then they had Dark yes. Empire 2 Jedi Knight or That's whatever it. and then they so, had Jedi Knight 2 those games probably they were first person but like from behind the character I think I really fell in love with the, the whole Jedi power set in those games yeah well I think that was the first time everyone was like wow you could be like a 3D game and be a Jedi and have yeah. a lightsaber and I mean we even played like at my office we used to after hours kind of do like a little land thing and we played the hell out of that game on multiplayer and just endless fun of deciding okay can I kick people's ass with just my cool different uh, uh, Jedi was it uh, lightsaber stances or should I just get like the rifle and just like lob shit at people and which is more fun and and when you get tired of one you could switch to the other and it like it was just awesome Jedi deathmatch you know um but then, um, but yeah, the uh, the latest, of course, I guess. Actually, did anyone play the Connect one? I heard the the Connect Jedi one was kind of not so awesome. I think I played that at a comic convention before it came out once, yeah. and uh, it was not. No, it was not that fun. <laughs> Supposedly, is, I think it's the same one where you basically have uh, Han Solo. And it's the song I'm Solo or whatever that one. I'm flying solo. Flying solo. And <laughs> they like have it's like a dance dance was it, sort of revolution. Sort no, of, yeah, they have I didn't or play dance any of central those. with the Star with Wars Star characters. Wars songs and oh, characters and what stuff. The yeah. hell? It was what great. The and hell? they had like a they would give like a a weird Star Wars name to every dance move. Like oh. do the X Wing and you had to like put your hands above oh, your head no. and cross them. Yep. It that's that's was, just uh, bad. You know, it occurs to me as I'm thinking about these terrible games, um, another character who may actually not have been straight, we don't know, who is the little Twi'lek guy who assisted um, uh, Jabba the Hutt? That was not a Twi'lek. It wasn't? Twi'lek. It no. wasn't? He, he was the yeah, one with the big, was- long, one singular long white thing that wrapped around his neck. So are you talking I about? thought that he was a Twi'lek. I think he has a Twi'lek. That's not a Twi'lek. His name was... Uh, Let me Google this yeah. while we're Yeah, I think, I think he was, but do you, do you remember? Bib Fortuna? Maybe. Oh, Bib my God, Fortuna. Really? I think That's I know hilarious. that. Because that almost sounds like someone misreading the O what Fortuna. Was it? Bib, B-I-B, and then that sounds four, right, F-O-R-T. Um, but no, he kind of had a way of carrying himself, plus the fact that he was kind of like the maitre d' of Jabba's Sin Palace. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could also see, although it's kind of on the down. Oh, low. it was a Twi'lek. I'm, I apologize. Yeah, I didn't. You should. <gasps> I thought Twi'leks were blue. No, no, they have all, all kinds of colors. Um, Old Republic didn't teach you this. You can be all kinds of colors. Uh, remember, like you couldn't be a white one in Old Republic, can you? I don't know. Lando, maybe on the down low. No, no, because no, he was trying to get lady, with Leia. And, no, 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 uh, that's no. Hello. Have you ever known a, a very? Uh, I have known black men in my life who have been very outgoing with women, and they're liking a little. Mm-hmm. That's so. racist. It's not racist. <laughs> it's true. Tyler Perry made a movie about it. Can't be racist. No, I mean, maybe seriously. he was lovers with his little weird face. 
Nian Nob or whatever, the guy who flew with him on the Millennium Falcon when they attacked yeah, he the second like Death Star. So no, actually, kind of a, va- a vagina thing. I don't know what the hell that was. It was it was all kinds of that. Just oh, I hate that guy. Um, well, no, his lover was clearly that guy with the the metal thing yes. on his, the cyborg. Oh side, yeah, and he would just activate him and subserviently <laughs> make him do what he wants. Is wanted. it gay if it's a robot? <laughs> what if it's half a robot? It was oh, like bye. He's probably bi. I would say bi. Okay, I'll give you that. Leia, I'll give you that. He probably got a little bit of R2 while he was there. You yep, know. I'll give you that. What happened to your droid? Speaking of... I uh, happened to it. I wrecked it. Uh, <laughs> and he was caressing Han and that carbonite like he would not believe. <laughs> so uh, Wait, leave it alone with me. <laughs> what about uh, Old Republic? We've talked a little bit about this on well, the show and some of our first experiences. First of all... Oh, sorry, go on. No, I just, I don't want to beat a dead horse, and I know we've talked about it, but of course, in that game, originally, even though it was Bioware, you could not have same-sex relationships with women, or um, with the same sex. So, they did release that. We mentioned this in the last episode. There is like a single planet that you can actually go and have. A gay planet. It's a, a mob planet, which is kind of also weird. But it is part of this sort of expansion. Uh, I forgot the rise. Now, of the is cartel. it a planet where it's cartel, only yeah. same sex, or same no. sex is allowed? I think it's where no, they it's... actually have NPCs that you can have same sex relationships with. Mm-hmm. Okay, but only on that planet, right? So yeah, they don't come with you. It's yeah, it's just that one content area. So they didn't go back and put it throughout other parts of the game. They kept that as its own thing. You have to buy the content expansion, blah blah. blah. But uh, now I have not played it yet. I was actually in a gay guild. If you if you are let's say a recent listener to Flame on if you go back and look through the archive you will find at least a couple episodes about uh q and i's experience on uh old republic they are and awesome. boy did you have some experiences i just as a teaser, <laughs> this was a role-playing server I was in a role-playing guild on a, a role-playing server i learned all about what it means to role-play as gay characters in that game and it is not what I thought. I was very disappointed. <laughs> Though I did strip off all my clothes that I well that I could on, in the game at one point. So I'll leave that. You, go check it out. <laughs> you should just download Second Life. <laughs> yeah, I actually tried Second Life a long time ago, and it was so lame. And then I'm hearing it's about really this, lame. I'm hearing about all these penises and all this crazy. But there's stuff. like sex islands yeah. and sex clubs, and I kind of want to just see stuff. it. I just want to know what the hell. I mean, uh, anyway, but going. Back to Bioware. Yeah, um, back to Bioware. I I think the best Star Wars game I've ever played is hands down probably the best video game I've ever played mm-hmm. was Knights of the Old Republic. I agree. Although going back now and playing it again because I never finished it. I like the story. I know. I you even know what happens at the end. I, I've read and all that since because uh, that was what made it so good. It was a really yeah. rich, expansive, very compelling story with a, an amazing. Star Wars-esque twist that you would never see coming. And the gameplay was great. The supporting cast was great. I must have played that game like... A hundred times, it it was absolutely amazing. Having gone back I, I and like played the, it though, uh, it doesn't hold up so. Oh, much. I know, I know that. Um, especially with the second one to compare it to, which had a bad story but much better gameplay. Yeah, but just it, it's just like a classic. It has like those grueling op- that opening part on Terrace where you don't get a lightsaber. Oh god! And uh, but no, it's, no, it was it was it really made you earn being a Jedi and a great story. Absolutely amazing. I think I like that more than. 
Zelda, you know, oh, you're crazy. or or anything like well, that. Well, from a story perspective, yeah, because Zelda's story is always kind of lame. But well, Zelda's the same story every time. Are, Ganondorf did it. There are, yeah, there are rumors, <laughs> and again, there's so many rumors right now that they might explore that property in a movie. No. I don't know. That is one of the rumors. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that. I and again, who knows who made up, who made it up, where it came from? God only knows. But I would absolutely be behind that because that'd be a great way for you to expand the franchise, keep that whole thing going, and reinvent it without drawing on the characters you know. You know, really give you a chance to reboot. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about a movie a year. They're talking about... We're going to be sick of Star Wars. Maybe more than one movie a year. Could you believe that? Yeah, because they're going to have these spinoff movies, Han's backstory, Yoda's backstory. Yeah, they've already announced, what, Han Solo and Boba Fett backstory movies? I don't know that Mm -hmm. they need to. We're going to get a new Han Solo. Who do you want that to be? Someone who's uh, who's out. An out actor needs to play Han Solo. Zachary Quinto, let's just give it to him. (laughs) No, let's give it to... No, not Channing Tatum. <laughs> um, Chris Pine actually could maybe. I like Chris Pine. I wanted him to be uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh, he would be a good Green Lantern. Well, let's. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to. You know, I I love listening listener interaction. Uh, if you're listening to this episode and you want to tell us some of your ideas about who should be in the new Star Wars, what gay characters, who you think is gay in the existing or expanded universe, please let us know on Facebook. Uh, we'll put this or up. Or Twitter. Or Twitter, yeah. Flame on podcast. Um, put, but, you know, interact with us. Tell us your theories. We'd love to hear you. We'll mention them in a future show if they're, if they're entertaining. If you want to share your same-sex slash fic with us about Star Wars, I think that'd be awesome. We could read it aloud, have Jared. He would enjoy that, read I think, it. very much. <laughs> So let's, I mean, the whole, uh, you know, we, there's, a, there's a lot of Star Wars in the media and other, like, toys and, like, I have a freaking lightsaber lamp on my right. wall. Right. Star Wars has been exploited. Cereals. To everything. Cereals and can openers. I have a Star Wars, like a Darth Vader spatula that I use to That's make ridiculous. pancakes and omelets and stuff. And But the thing is... And people love it. It's so <laughs> like, iconic. When you see like a Yoda hoodie, you're like, yes. You're not like, ew, why would they the, do that? The freaking Think Geeks. There's, is uh, there anything that could cross oh, the yeah. line? ThinkGeek.com. Just They've anything done, you can possibly think of with Star uh, Wars. The, the, what's the thing Han rides in the... Uh, Tauntaun. Tauntaun sleeping bag. Sleeping bag where you like unzip where he sliced it open. But that the thing with awesome. that is that it started out as an April Fool's. I know. And it was so popular. People actually wanted it so much that they made it into a real product. Which is awesome. And then Lucas Lucas Arts went along with it. They'll go with anything. Um, but no, it has kind of. There was a point at which it kind of got too much. But you also realize that, like, one of the original deals they made with those movies was they 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 gave up so much of the front end to get like the licensed properties and all the back well, that's end what stuff. George Lucas did. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I, I don't need many of the profits. I just need a hundred percent merchandise. And rights. my God, I mean, he Lucas Arts sold for four billion. Mm-hmm. Four billion, ridiculous. Although most of that's, I think, all, I think most or all that's going to like education charity or something. At least half of it, I think. It's like, oh wow, that's that's pretty awesome. No, he and I think that was a low ball number, anyways. I think that's just because there's no way Star Wars is worth about the same as Marvel because I think it was four point oh five. Oh really? And Marvel was just an even a four. But either way, yeah. there's Marvel's no way near as valuable as Star Wars in my opinion well 
I mean, look at how much those Marvel movies are making. You can release yeah. like two a year or yeah, more. Right. And that's what Star, Star Wars, Wars wants to do. Yeah. Is do the Marvel style. You know God. how there's a Marvel style of com- comic book writing? Yeah. Com- script writing? Um, I think now Marvel has like, their own movie style because no one's ever done what they did with the Avengers before. Yeah. Speaking of comics, now I know way back they used to be like Marvel had the Star Wars property and they did all these Star Wars comics, which were pretty good. I actually found the other day I have a, I think it's Simonson. I think it's Simonson. Anyway, one of the Star Wars things that he did, and it's it's pretty great considering it's Walt Simonson. Um, but now <laughs> then later on was it Dark Horse? Dark yeah, Horse took it. over, yeah. and they still have it, I guess. And well, they've been doing a lot of the ex- well, yeah. They've been doing a lot of the expanded universe stuff, and then recently they gave Brian Wood, a writer from like DMZ and Ultimate X Men and X Men itself, I guess at one point. Yes, um, they gave him the property, and they're like, I guess here you go. You can tell a story set between New Hope and Empire. Yeah, and we're gonna give you. However long until the book tanks or until Marvel takes the rights away or whatever. Like, basically, just have fun, tell your own story, and make it cool. And two two issues in, we already see way more character development. We already see more, like, intricate, like, nuance, like, use of technology. Like, I don't know if you guys are reading this, but, like, they're talking about encryption and uh, firewalls. And just, like, things, like, little trappings of technology that you think, oh, yeah, that would probably... Be worth mentioning black ops work they have the black ops x-wings which are awesome yeah I mean, they are that's kind of it's just so different for and, and but good character development too. no lightsabers yeah no jedi it, stuff at all yet. it's amazing and there's no jedi stuff yeah really there won't be because he hasn't met yoda yet and he's met uh you know uh obviously he knows obi-wan but who's he gonna fight I don't uh, you know they can always just make something up. But I will say that um Obi-Wan appears on cover number 3 along with Han and Chewie and a Super Star Destroyer. Oh really? Um yeah, on mm-hmm. those beautiful Alex Ross covers. Yeah, those are nice. But um What do you think of it, Drew? Do you like the series so far? Well, I just read the first issue. But okay. I really I really liked it a lot. Um I think it's easier to develop characters that are already well developed to begin with. Yeah. As opposed to a lot of the crappy characters that Dark Horse kind of well, turns out and the uh, prequels uh, and John O'Strander like wrote so much of that and he used to be a really good like they when they did the Old Republic stuff originally the Knights of the Old Republic it was awesome they did all the Sith lore and that was cool but now like the most recent one I read was the Dawn of the Jedi and like oh no no actually the first like issue that just kind of gave like a broad stroke of the story I thought was kind of cool are you talking about the origin story with the pyramid Yes. That picked up aliens and put them on a forest planet. I kind of thought that was neat. That was the and it tied into the old Republic stuff a little bit that I was playing at Prometheus? the time. So that probably helped. The what? Like Are you Prometheus describing the plot of Star Prometheus? Wars? Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I liked it. But then they actually did like the issues of the story, and they had the Force Hound or something. Ugh. It was it was just not not great. So. But, um, now, but yeah. Star Wars Legacy. I don't know if any of you have read that, but the one with um, Luke's distant descendant, Cade Skywalker, who no, is kind I, of this was it good? badass. Who It's still going on, I oh, believe. Really? But yeah, I mean, he's just this badass who doesn't want to have anything to do with the Force. He's kind of a is renegade. This the guy, does he have dreads or like face paint or something? Kind of. like face tattoos. He, face tattoos. And, and like the ghost of Luke is trying to convince him to like bring balance to the Force and he's like, uh, no. my dad. <laughs> 
brought balance the bad way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get into any of the post, uh, you know, I guess original trilogy people. Like the furthest I got was some of the Zahn and Kevin Anderson books where more yeah. I got to and Thrawn and all that stuff. And and that was really cool. started the Jedi Academy. Yeah, yeah, I still have those books. I love those. And the kids are running around. But I mean, past that, the whole New Order stuff. Yeah, I didn't read that far into it either. And I, they've rolled some of that into the old, like, Old Republic stuff, which is kind of weird. And I don't, like, I don't know when it happens, but then I read up on it. I'm like, oh, that's an old, uh, or the New Order thing some alien race that they fight I, I don't know like I stopped reading yeah. the Star Wars books a while ago and there have been so many it's kind of ridiculous I read the Darth Maul novel yeah you he's, like Darth Maul I though. just love Darth Maul he's like the Boba Fett of, of my generation yeah like the sort of background character very silent hunter cool weapons cool design cool spaceship die, cool spaceship dies in a very embarrassing way <laughs> <laughs> That's well put. I've never thought about that. Although not dead. No, he's no, still he's, kicking. He's still that's kicking with robot legs. With his I'm giant spider robot legs. Sorry, that's kind of ridiculous. His return in Clone Wars was so well done. It's, I think it's the best you could possibly do it. Oh, of, yeah. It's it's actually really awesome. Of, I was skeptical, yeah. too. But, okay. first, but like, it was how awesome. How he survives to like his mental state when they find him again. And he's got this like crazy junk scrap uh, robotic uh, body. that he that looks like a spider's body and spider legs. And he's like in a junkyard. and Completely he's, like, insane. insane. Completely yeah. insane. His brother Savage Opress finds him and uh, brings him to these like four switches who like yeah, like what do they give him like a, a men- like a magic lobotomy and like fix him and uh, it's and they like out. pull all the insanity out of his yeah. head using the force. Four switches. Yeah, that's, that's a, yes. they become a big they become a big part and like they're very powerful in the, in the Clone Wars. A very Macbethian to have the four switches. <laughs> they're very Macbethian actually. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So uh, should we go on to the uh, growing up gay and Star Wars? Uh, yeah. Our our little let's bring it to a, a little personal note. Um, I I actually the more we we talked about this before we started recording, I actually do feel like I kind of probably did have a bit of a sort of a, like a relationship with Star Wars and, and coming out because the whole thing of Luke's journey is coming to accept his who he is as a Jedi, as someone who mm-hmm. has his legacy, and one of the things about coming out and realizing you're gay and kind of coming to terms with it is your who you are and your legacy and your uncle shows you how to use you know yeah you go off with an old man moisture farm your your phallic object (laughs) no i mean it there's lots of like you know kind of sexy funny metaphors in star wars but in a profound way like the story of uh, you know discovering yourself is kind of a gay man and woman's journey so, it is. Um, it and is. I had never thought about that until we started talking about this episode. And that's probably why it resonates with me more than, like, say, Star Trek, mm-hmm. where there have been at least, especially in Next Gen and, and Deep Space Nine, there have been numerous gay characters and, and situations and relationships. You know, in Star Wars, it's like, yeah, we got nothing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but we yet, I think a lot of gay men probably relate more strongly to it. Oh, wait, that reminds me, just backtracking a second to the Old Republic. Yeah. When originally people asked, why are there no. Um, why can't we have gay relationships mm-hmm. when you can in most most other Bioware games? Um, then then the statement the their response was there are no gay characters in Star Which Wars. Which doesn't but matter. I feel like that was a mandate sort From of Lucas? handed down, and yeah. that was what he just had to say. But now they decided to actually put it in the game due to fan response. Yeah. But you know, going back is like 
Uh, well, Drew, you were saying, what were you saying about it uh, before? Well, <clears throat> I mean, I, I basically was saying what Brian was saying just a minute ago. Um, I was also going to add that it's hard to remember now, but between maybe the mid 80s to the late 90s star wars was totally passe like there was nothing new coming out in star wars or a handful of books you know um it wasn't popular part of popular culture at all it was very it seemed very old-fashioned before the prequels came out and so for me growing up, I was such a huge Star Wars nerd and no one around me knew what Star Wars was. I was kind of ashamed of it. I was right. a embarrassed. It was almost like a, I was in the closet about being a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's how it was back then. I mean, now kids love Star Wars. They're running around with lightsabers. It's, so different. And it's like, very different. You're absolutely right. You know what? The, the real turn of it was, was the, the Timothy Zahn novels. And uh, they did the three sequel novels, The mm-hmm. Heir to the Empire, and I forgot what the other two were. The Last Command, I think is one of them. Those are the three books by Timothy Zahn. Right. And yeah. they were the first officially licensed, Lucas is saying, yeah, this is cool, we're good with this, expansion to the universe that had been after the original trilogy. And that, I think, happened only a few years before the the new trilogy was was conceived or started or whatever and i think i think there's a real thing there where yeah it was in the closet it was in the closet people just didn't really care about star wars it was kind of a cult Mm -hmm. thing almost i mean it was still like a lot of people knew about it but they just didn't like take it that seriously it was like oh that's some cool space sci-fi thing from the late 70s early 80s you know Mm -hmm. but when you were talking about that it reminds me of my and this is kind of recent too um tron and doctor who both mm-hmm. properties now yep. a lot of people know about whether it's the movies the tv show and in, in doctor who's case and like the cartoon in tron's case tron uprising and how all these kids now are growing up like knowing what tron was like three years ago i was like this dork who just like loved tron and then <laughs> had an obsession with my little like frisbee thinking it was a, a like a light uh or a, what do they call them? identity disc you know <laughs> but i mean mm-hmm. Gay men, I think, and, and maybe I'm projecting, but it sounds like from informal talking, like we 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 attach ourselves to these kind of fringe, of, fringe, obscure things that we can kind of invest in. You know, Dune yeah. was a big one for me yeah. too, and it was the same kind of thing where I just got so invested in this world, maybe because it's kind of an escapist thing. If we're, especially if you're like gay, you're dealing with like the identity crisis, and you have people picking on you in school. It's nice to have that escape escapism sort oh, of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean all of those are kind of escapist, but definitely Star Wars oh, is gosh. an escape. No, yeah, Star Wars especially for a child. Yeah, it's definitely at the forefront of this, but I think it's in general just being a nerd used to be which goes hand in hand with being a uh, fan of uh Star Wars and Star Trek and mm-hmm. Tron and everything is uh, was not in vogue as you're saying and was not popular and you got ridiculed for it. But now um, like hand in hand with being gay, it's like the cool thing to do. It's like at the front of pop culture right now. Like, what is one of the biggest conventions in the world? It's like San Diego Comic Con, right. and what is the number one TV show on TV? It's Big Bang Theory, and oh. you know the uh, the biggest movies of the year are all superhero movies yeah. and sci fi movies, and you know, so it it really has just taken control of uh you know pop culture and being gay now is cool too yeah it's like super cool it's like 
totally awesome. Oh, yeah. We're so cool. <laughs> you know, it is more accepting, just the way nerds are more accepting. Oh, yeah. And you can sort of, like, be comfortable being a nerd or walking down the street wearing a, you know, Princess Leia, we can do it, you know, uh, uh, Rosie the Riveter shirt. Who would um, wear that? Who would wear that exactly? Not me. Fabulous. You know, you can <laughs> you can wear that just like you can like walk down the street holding hands with your boyfriend if in you're a gay places. man or well, in major yeah, cities that's maybe. True. <laughs> Not in Mississippi. Is that I think Mississippi is where that openly gay a candidate who's openly gay for like the mayor or something of the town like body is down in the river <laughs> was probably like foul play or wow. something. So I, I you know oh, you, yeah. al- you also can't be an open Star Wars fan in Mississippi. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like those Jedi. Parts, you know, and if you're from Mississippi, we really apologize. I'm sure you're lovely people. <laughs> we just don't want to go there. So, so uh, I don't know. Like I, I think the escapist thing, and I mean, just being whisked away from a life that is to you just like think about the first time you went to a gay bar or a club, and it was like a whole new world had opened up for you. I mean, for Luke being in the freaking moisture farm or whatever, mm-hmm. and then having someone come along and say, your father was this warrior, uh, you know, you have a legacy of this power of the, being the force sensitive. I can train you to be a Jedi. Just come away with me. I mean, that's kind of a sort of a analogous to, you know, that first man in your life that kind of whisks you away from your, you know, whatever you were doing or just getting into the dating scene and becoming mm-hmm. a big whore. You know, yep. <laughs> and then entering Moss Eisley Cantina for the first yeah. time. It's uh, like yeah. drag queens and <laughs> bears. And oh my god, all sorts of creatures. You know, that's a very I love that because I think in Moss Eisley there were like bear creatures and yeah, the weird like sort of remember the effeminate guy with like the cigarette, like the little <laughs> pipe or uh, hookah, or total whatever? daddy. Oh my god, we need to watch. That. I need to watch that again. Yeah, that'd be like a nice analysis to take all those creatures and characters and like map them to different gay characters. And oh. the, the two that harass Luke. Oh, yeah. Like My friend doesn't him. like you. There's always two like, <laughs> I doesn't... don't like you. <laughs> Throw in shade. But he really likes you. Exactly. <laughs> well, this was good. This was awesome. You know, thank, thank you, Drew. Drew from First Order Historians. I didn't mention yep. that at the front, which is a, a cool website that talks about uh, pop culture and beer. And, uh, beer? Really? Yeah. There's beer reviews, sports reviews, movies, music, all sorts of things. I would like to. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know as much about beer as I should, but, but I'm a fan. Very cool. Of course, you know, Q and I are from Flame On. And if you're listening to this show, you've definitely heard of us. But we want to hear from you. Again, we are trying to get more interaction from you, the listener. We know you're out there listening. I hear stories all the time. Eric, just the other day at the comic shop, said a fan came in who listens to the show and wanted his autograph. <laughs> Which what the hell? And she was the, she's not even from Orlando. Yeah, she's not like she, a local listener. Somehow she found maybe Nerdy Show first and then found it. But I mean, seriously, if you're out there listening, you can get us on Facebook. You can find us on po- on Twitter. Flame Why on d- Podcast, at Flame on Podcast. There you go. Please. We love that Twitter account. And, and you know, we'd love to have some more uh, followers. Um, but, you know, even um, the, those bulletin their forums or bulletin boards. There's forums on Nerdy Show Network you can check out. And um, you can uh, just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And I'm going to put I'm going to close out the show by putting a little pressure on the both of you. Probably more than Brian. But I want you to say your favorite Star Wars quote. That's no moon. And Drew? Hmm, let me think. There's so many. We have to pick one. 
The one I'm always using around town that no one ever gets is there's never been such a wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> awesome. And uh, for, to close it out, I'm just going to execute order 69. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by a comic shop, Nerdapalooza, and a generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital D-string on our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And be sure to check back to flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.